0: to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer, Ian Snipson. Ian, do you want us to check in on Posh Island this week I'm or no? I'm happy
1: for you to check in on Posh Island this week.
0: All right, well then let's hear all about Posh Island. What's up with Posh uh, Island?
1: We beat the Blue Nose... I, I won't drop a C-bomb this early. It's, it's, no, it's not right. Uh, we beat... Birmingham City three nil in a in a result that no one thought would happen. Uh, we're still not out of the relegation zone yet, though. That will happen when Derby get their twelve uh, point deduction for administration. That's what we're relying on to save us at the minute. Uh, but uh, no, a fairly fairly good performance and three uh, nil win. So we'll take that definitely.
2: Hang on, is it only twelve points for their? No, well, a good point. I've, it's, I've heard there's something else pending as well, and potentially it's twenty-one. There points. is a
1: nine-point pending uh, deduction, so they presumably want them all to happen in the same season, so as it's just done and they just can plan for League
2: One next year. Yeah, some of it should have happened last year. They should have. Maybe they should have just tried to form a breakaway league, um, and then they they wouldn't this have had this problem. Yeah, Derby. The Derby.
0: Frank formerly of Frank Lampard and Mason yeah. Mountain, Tammy Abraham yeah. Derby? Currently
2: of Wayne Rooney Derby, yes.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Rooney who is not looking good. Oh my god. <laughs> He's 38 going on 72, I think, <laughs> at this point.
1: Yeah, it's a strong look. Um oh. but if you want some, well, is it is it good good racism news or not? I don't know. But two two Birmingham City fans were pointed out by uh, Nathan Thompson, Peter Brick Defender, as having racially abused him and they were arrested i believe in the ground
2: and have been nice. fuck yeah. so fuck those dudes nathan nathan thompson nathan thompson yeah nathan thompson we like nathan thompson
0: can we give derby like nine points back for that <laughs> what's it you gotta do with derby <laughs> Nothing did oh, Are we not still talking about Derby? I can't keep track no, no, of the no. fucking championship teams, man. I can't keep track of that my half team, of the Premier League. A defender on my team
1: was racially abused. Oh. And he pointed it out to the referee who passed it on to the fourth official and apparently was dealt with immediately. And they've been arrested and charged. That's awesome.
0: That's fucking great. Yeah. Way to go. I
1: assume that some Birmingham fans were also co- cooperative in pointing him out because otherwise I don't know how that would have happened, you know. So, yeah. Good stuff,
0: I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know. Obviously, that's going to keep happening anyway. You can't control that. So within that situation, you want people getting arrested in front of other people, make them look like real dickheads. It's fucking yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, Chuck, let's check in. Last time we brought it up in the intro band section, you had not seen Shang-Chi yet. You have now seen Shang-Chi. Oh, oh. So give the people your thoughts. Um, yeah, it's really, really fucking good. There you go. All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but we mostly get distracted. Uh, And we usually kick things off around here with our famous rapid, rapid, rapid fire news segment. Uh, This week, most of the stories were racism related as I went through and were picking headlines out. That is a particularly touchy subject in my life at the moment for reasons that I don't at all want to talk about. Um, But that is a sore subject, so I think we're going to forego that. But I do still encourage everyone to... Just, you know, browse the BBC Football News Twitter or go on their webpage and see all the things that are going on because there were quite a few stories. Shout out the two separate incidents of Chelsea fans being garbage, racist, prejudiced people. Uh, fuck you guys. Get out of my club. But uh, let's just go straight to the fixtures, boys. Is that all right with you? Yes, let's do Absolutely. All right. Well, we kick things off then. On Friday, hope you all remembered your early kickoff and your wild cards and whatnot.
2: (laughs) Um, We set Mark Duffin so many reminders and alarms. I uh,
0: know. I was listening to your FPL pod and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to text him also, even though I don't even play FPL and I still listen to your FPL (laughs) pods. And I was like, that's right, we got to let him know. Uh, But it was a Friday kickoff. We had Newcastle 1, Leeds 1, Newcastle 1.3 to Leeds is 2.2. Uh, I didn't watch that because it was Friday and it w- I was at work and things are more fun to do than that on Fridays. Um, You know, I'm not watching Newcastle Leeds, but <laughs> did either of you catch this one? Any uh, Anything of note from that? Mike Dean refereeing, maybe some celebrity ref news or anything?
2: <laughs> you know what? It's, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on refereeing later, but I don't remember Dino doing much in this one he had quite a quiet one there was enough entertainment on the pitch well, It was very he did
1: manage to touch the ball a couple of times he did he, he did sort of want to be a player a few times but other than that
2: like getting involved in celebrations like with Spurs or actually like <laughs> no he touched the ball once he got in
1: in in uh... In the, in the way of a Newcastle player once I can't remember who it was there was quite pissed off but yeah but Deeney just in his classic sort of way he just shrugged and went that's life mate fuck off deal with it
2: <laughs> I'm the big I am
0: there was a couple of those this weekend I remember there was a like Tottenham counter attack that like got stopped by the referee by Paul Tierney Um yeah. which was hilarious so thanks for that Paul Tierney
2: good job yeah just again showing how fucking useless they all are um yeah Leeds um. Again, sorry, Leeds fans mm. gave you the kiss of death this year because you're just not doing much and you've now lost even more players. I don't think they have any centre backs left in Leeds uh, <laughs> through either suspension or injury. Um, Jack Harrison's now off with COVID. Uh, there was a whole thing with Rafinha. Is he injured? Here? Well, Is he not? Who knows? He-
1: I mean, he, he came off early. Um, having done some damage for FPL FPL teams who, who hang on to him but um yeah it was there was a rumor that he had some sort of thigh issue and then he came off about I don't know 60 70 minutes with either a thigh or a hip or some some issue it all seems a bit unclear so he's yellow flagged on FPL but um yeah who knows whether that's going to be more long term or a niggle that he struggles to get rid of but um yeah he was he was one of the Leeds players who Has always, actually. I mean, you guys know I love Rafinha. I think he's such a fun player.
0: Oh, and he's fantasy gold in any format. Well, I don't know. Is he good at FPL? He's great in fan tracks. He is.
1: Yeah. No, he is. He is really good. And he's in FPL this year. He's 6.5 or something. It's just, you know, you have to have him, I think. Um, But, yeah, it was uh, another one where sort of Leeds struggled to get get hold of the match. You know, like you might expect they would. Uh, Newcastle are always a team that you think you can... You you can dominate a match, especially with their levels of fitness usually, but they just don't seem with it at the minute, do they?
2: No, not at all. They're like I mean, I don't really think there's much more to go on here, but they're seventeenth this year. Um, and by understat's expected points, they are seventeenth. Oof.
0: Yeah, on FB Ref by expected goal difference ninety, they're fifteenth, so not much better. I wonder if this is Bielsa Burnout. Everybody talks about Bielsa Burnout. We didn't see it at all last season. They somehow made it all the way to the end, maybe because everything's a little bit slower. But the nonstop soccer, 18 months in, like at some point, teams that run that much are going to start to fall off. I wonder if that's what's happening with Leeds. I haven't watched enough of their games to actually be able to say that with any confidence. I'm just thinking out loud as far as what might be happening. Um, but Chuck, did you have a take that you were in the middle of saying? I'm, I think I cut you off there.
2: Uh, another take. Um, do, 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 do. Um, should I talk about the one good thing in Newcastle? Alan say Maxman, he's fucking brilliant, oh, isn't he? Um he just... loves to spin, loves to move, loves just jinking around the place. What a fucking legend. <laughs> um, and Steve Bruce just getting shouted at shouted over sorry um with, with regards to tactics by the first team coach yeah. um with his i believe he said it was something like he, he they need to have hope or they're not going to perform well or something it's and inspired, that's that's exactly it? what you want to to lead that charge
0: into the fucking valley of death Yeah, someone's been watching ted lasso <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah exactly just sound bites and feel good stuff
0: Ah, uh, all right well let's move on then uh to saturday uh, early kickoff, 12.30, England, 7.30 a.m. East Coast time, 4.30 a.m. West Coast time. We had Wolves 0, Brentford 2, Wolves 0.6 to ah, Brentford 2.4 on XG. So a uh, truly, beast! truly atrocious XG scoreline and Brentford just putting it down. Uh, Wolves, bees. man. Bees. Chuck, are you okay? <laughs> What's happening over here? <laughs> he was here? just shouting
1: bees until you acknowledge him. Oh,
0: bees. Okay. Bees. Bees, bees, bees. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, That's,
2: they're ridiculous. What are Brentford? I don't get it. They've broken. Uh, yeah, they were right. Everyone was right. All the stats heads were right. They're like
0: the second best defense in the league. This is ridiculous. Third best expected goal difference per 90, just behind Wet City and Liverpool. Like Four unexpected points. Yeah. If they could score more, because their XG is... Oh no! Oh, throw. it'll
1: come. It'll come.
0: Yeah, they're in the middle <laughs> of the table for XG, but they're second for XGA per ninety. Like they're they're very good.
2: If you include disallowed goals in this game, then Ivan Tony did have a hat trick. Yeah, um, <laughs> just yeah, just in the wrong places or or, or vision being blocked kind of thing. Yeah. But he, he he scored. Um, had a beautiful assist from Bumo. Um, yeah, that was a good day at the office for him. It was. I mean, we talk about Leeds get being
1: not knowing how to deal with uh, Saint Maximan. Fuck me, Wolves did not know how to deal with Tony at all, did they? It was no. Really, you know, they were getting desperate towards the end and just bundling him down. I mean, yeah, not. You know, wolf, wolf, what has happened to Wolves' defense? It just seems.
0: Oh, it's terrible. They're they're like bad. They're actually bad, both eye test wise and like numbers wise. Wolves are what eighth or ninth for expected goal difference per 90, like somewhere bottom of mid table or middle of mid table. I should say their expected goals allowed is also around ninth. Their expected goals is seventh. Um, These are not the numbers where they want to be. They see themselves competing for at least Europa, if not, you know, maybe trying to push Hmm. for top four with a bit of luck, but that is, that is not looking good. Is it Jimenez? Are we worried about Jimenez and his head injury coming back? Is it just, Traore wasting every counter attack, like <laughs> booting it into the stands.
2: And- um, I think it got to a point in that game, like people were laughing at Traore, but it was just as the, into like the late game where he started going a bit skew with his crosses. Like, I mean, he's created a hell of a lot of chances and just him and his Put him away, or, or isn't doing anything. You know, yeah. he had that ridiculous Rabona. Oh like, my God! God knows yeah, a, a
1: why a metaphor he's trying for, that It's a microcosm of Wolf Season. That was yeah.
0: so funny. I was fucking dying <laughs> laughing. What a jerk! The commentator couldn't hold. The commentator
2: couldn't hold it in either. Like they were laughing as well. Like and not even just like a little titter. Like couldn't get the words out. So. <laughs> poor guy and then towards the end like getting angry and he threw off his his headband worried about him (laughs) it looked i mean it looked bloody i don't know i don't know maybe something could happen there which i don't i don't really appreciate but then going in for like headers like he's just he's not the player we knew and and fair enough you would get that off of the back of a head injury and i'm sure he doesn't want to use that as an excuse but you know, it, it it was kind of noticeable that he was just it's it's still I think just like that hesitation and not having that bravery to get in there. Because wolves are creating and Beefy Boy will just it, 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 you know, they call um they called like David Silver um the magician, but I really think Adama Tore, because of how strong just how quick he is, <laughs> like he genuinely creates space out of nothing. Like he's got a player face up and there's no space, it's like three yards behind him, and like you blink, and all of a sudden he's behind the other player. And you're like, How did you how did you run round someone in three yards? Yeah. How do you how it's ridiculous? Slippery
1: Samson at Dalma right? Eh? Yeah, your <laughs> wife's new favourite. Oh no, yeah, I pointed him out. That was a mistake. Fuck <laughs>
0: you. Know? Yeah, that's that's completely your fault. Why would you uh, I turn the screen off every time Emily walks by and wolves are on TV, obviously. We don't need to see oiled up Adonis. I, th- I think he's, I
2: think Oscar, I think um, Toyori is now on both Ian and his wife's lists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's their hall pass. Yeah. He better never, he better not step foot in uh, Peterborough. <laughs> get accosted <laughs> at the asbestos train station. <laughs> let's not, let's not, though, step on Brentford. I do want to give them some sort of praise. Like, we don't necessarily know what it is they're doing, but it's very impressive for a promoted team. They could very well end up being like this year's the promoted team that did well a couple of years ago <laughs> the uh, Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Sheffield United. Sheffield, yes, thank you. Damn it, you told me. But yeah, 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 Sheffield, you one of the you Sheffields. Uh, they were really good when they came up. Is that going to be Brentford? Maybe. They have that real, proper,
2: horrible Bournemouth shithouse lie, <laughs> roll around on the floor, no injuries. Like, I, I saw it against Palace. They've done it the next week. They especially did it in this game after they went down to 10 men um for the last half an hour as well we didn't say that like wolves couldn't breach them when they were there for the last half an oh, hour yeah they had i forgot about that dumb sending off jesus christ what was he yeah that thinking? was that was bad and he, he was about to get sent off because thomas frank knew it was coming as well yeah. and then lo and behold just d- hold yourself in for another five seconds
1: mate jesus
0: tell the people what happened come on some people might not have context Is it
1: Baptiste he just went in for a ridiculous challenge when he's already on a yellow It was just
0: a, it was
2: it was a yellow card it was a second yellow oh. the player had beaten him I don't think the player had even got out of their own half oh, yeah to say we were
1: in the middle of the park if he did it was we? very yeah.
2: close and he just like just wraps his arms around him and pulls him down to the ground no, no danger at all it's just no. unbelievable
0: Mad. Well, no danger from wolves either. After that, a half hour against ten men, and they couldn't generate shit. 0.6 xg. No
2: shots on target. Against the promoted side, down to ten men.
0: No shots. No on shots on target. On target.
2: Bad. Very, very bad. Oh, and Markel. This was the match as well, where Markel literally tackled Ivan Tony, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Twice. He did it. He did it once. Had his arms around Ivan Tony at a corner. Ref came over, told him, "Don't do it anymore." <laughs> did it again. Yeah. Ref didn't say anything. It then goes out for a corner again, and then literally he just tackles it, him to the it, ground. It, it, and then honestly, and then it was get sheer penalty. panic
1: though because the physical mismatch between the two of them was insane.
2: But because, but, but that's because like Brentford are all giant; They've they have got are, like yeah. four players over six foot yeah. four. Yeah. So like Markel on Tony was like the closest matchup right. they could have for him. <laughs> so on set pieces like long throws, corners. Like I said, when Palace played, like that was the only time in that match I felt really concerned. Mm. Um, especially now with our record at set pieces not being very good, but yeah, that's I mean fair play to Brentford. Um, they've their XGA is three point six um, for the season so far, um, and they've conceded two goals in five games.
0: Stellar, stellar, stellar stuff. Uh, so shout out Brentford I guess
1: yep always all, also always hang around for an Ivan Tony post match because they're absolute fucking gold every single time oh are time. they
0: I have not caught him. What's, uh, what's the deal there Ivan Tony's
2: on these match on this fucking yeah right. stick
1: him on the list yeah definitely oh
2: come on he's
0: a Peter he's former Peter of course Peter he's Peter a the legend list. come on yeah, yeah come on
1: but no every, every single time just like oh how far how far can this team go and he just <laughs> looks down the lens like we can win the league <laughs> just like
2: Absolutely love him. It's just confidence exudes out of him. I mean, technically, that's literally as far as the team could go. Yeah, that's it's math. It's right. It's just science. Brentford could, you know,
1: start a super league, perhaps.
0: Ah, uh, speaking <laughs> of the Super League, we have uh the first of the 10am slash 15 p.m. slash seven a.m. on the West Coast <laughs> right. matches. 15 why, why do we
2: need the times? Why do we need the times? I Saturday, because
0: the people want to know. I'm I i want to say them, that's why. Uh Liverpool Fairly 3, arsel. Crystal Palace, Chuck, zero. Liverpool 2.8 to Palace is 0.9 on xG. Sorry to say that's pretty comprehensive of a victory over uh your team by he Liverpool. Did the old, he did the he did the switch and that's not the next
2: fixture, isn't it? It is on uh on FBref it is. I mean we can talk about Burnley Arsenal. Um Arsenal only scored a three free kick against Burnley.
0: Oh, okay. Ian, he really
2: doesn't want to talk about Liverpool three <laughs> zero.
1: Well, he's wrapped up Burnley Arsenal in a sentence.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Burnley Arsenal. Uh, Burnley one point three, Arsenal one point two zero one. Shout out Arsenal, I guess, for beating Burnley. Whatever, <laughs> fuck them. Who cares? Burnley of the week. Uh oh, I didn't actually decide that yet. No, no, that's not Burnley of the week. We'll get to Burnley <laughs> no, of the week. Maybe later. a quick one, Ian. Burnley of the week. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we'll save Liverpool battles for a bit, so let's get Norwich Watford out of the way. Uh, 0.9, 1.9 on XG, Watford winning 3-1. So slight Burnley, I guess, not really. Um, I don't know anything about either of these teams. They're both teams that are not in uh, the go area on, go of on. the table I care about.
2: I was wait. I was going to see there, Ian, if he actually gave a fact or a, or a thing, whether it was just like they were both promoted. <laughs> there you year. go,
0: they were both promoted. <laughs> And used to be, and they both wear yellow as well, I think, unless I'm getting a colorblind moment, in which case one of them might wear orange, but I'm pretty sure. Brilliant. I mean, you can see yellow. That's fine. Yeah, but orange would look like yellow, so if one of... The- I used to think Wolves were yellow. Yeah, vibrant piss.
2: Um, <laughs> Norwich, oh, <laughs> fucked. Um, oh, it doesn't look good, does it? 14 Premier League defeats in a row.
0: Oh, ouch.
2: That's the anti-city. Uh, same manager. Yeah. For He's now. not in danger, but...
1: Yeah. Will they stick with him again? Do you think if it gets really bad? I mean, it seemed like the right decision last time because they came up earlier than they meant to.
2: But yeah, I mean, you know. it's sad that it seems so alien that like they could just stick with him. I mean, does a club of Norwich's size do they get a better better manager? Do they think? Yeah, good point. He's is there a long term project? Because right now. I mean, I don't see any real positives,
0: are there? The numbers are not. They're 19th on XG, just slightly above the worst team in the league, Tottenham. They are 19th on expected goals allowed, just slightly above the worst team in the league, Newcastle, and unexpected goal difference per 90, they are last place. Um, So not looking good for Norwich.
2: No, there's no... There's no positives. Positives. I mean, and we thought, you know, Ian Ian mentioned on his FPL pods um, that... Uh, he thought this was the time if you were going to get Norwich players in and fair enough, you know, Pookie gets a goal, that's good uh,
1: yeah. um, I think I only said Pookie, I'm not sure about <laughs> Oh he's
0: taking Norwich it back, players. he's walking it back already uh, Well
1: yeah. no, I think I said I was I was steadfast in my support for Pookie. I'm not sure uh-huh. I mentioned anything
2: and, and steadfast in your targeting of Watford as well Yes,
1: and that um, hasn't gone well, I'll admit that Well I say that hasn't gone well This was the first goal they scored since the first 45 minutes of game week one so, oh. and it's against Norwich. Good, good so, you know, clearly if, if Norwich are the ones to target, then fair enough. We'll see how Watford get on among, you know, the other 18 teams that have got to play. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not started well for my hatred of Watford, does it?
0: Yeah, they're 12th unexpected goals allowed, Watford. So they're decidedly mid-table of the okay. defense so far. Um, obviously sample size, but we are getting to the point where like five matches is where you've played almost a quarter of the league. So the sample size is getting big enough to be somewhat mm-hmm. informative um decidedly mid table defense so far so but uh but that's about the extent of my opinions about Watford so unless you guys have anything to add let's move <laughs> on to the actual big matches from the 10 a.m slot uh chuck you can't put it off anymore i'm throwing this now liverpool 3 crystal palace zero liverpool 2.8 to crystal palace 0. 0.9 chuck give us the palace side of this um getting dicked 3-0 pretty comprehensive on the xg scoreline as well getting dicked.
2: did you watch the game did you watch the game i did yes yes We didn't get dicked. Uh, I will not say mm. that it was dicked. Jurgen Klopp said beforehand it was going to be a tough match. He said even Jurgen Klopp, the manager of the team that did said dicking, um, said that it was not a 3-0 game. Um, It's worrying to me the fact that all three of the goals came from uh, the second ball at set pieces, Mm. which is something we're starting to see a bit more. Um, You know, it happened to Chelsea. It was a free kick so fair enough, and a worldie. But then, you know, all three of them, I mean, it was three corners, I think, everything comes with. So you'd like to see a bit more fight to get that second ball. Um, but otherwise, I think we did a, had a really good account of ourselves. Um, we came close a number of times. Um, I think it's going to sound really churlish, the fact that I bring up this decision, uh, this, this topic, sorry, during the Liverpool Palace game, but I thought across the league uh, this weekend, the standard of officiating was appalling, In specifically in about five games. Um, I don't see how Simicas literally sticking his leg out and tripping Christian Benteke up in the box whilst he's going for the ball isn't a pen. I don't see how you can foul the same player six times and not get a card. Yeah. Um. And then you know you have an even even challenge for the ball um, and you give away a free kick and then in protest your player receives a yellow card as well for Joel Ward, which is really strange um but you know these these things happen in football and it's and it part of it but Liverpool did what they needed to do Sadio Mane continues to be a bastard against us um, <laughs> scoring his 100th his 100th Liverpool goal and his ninth goal in a row. Uh, in fixtures against Palace, one in each game. Finally. Oh, wow, y- yeah, but you know what? I think there were good signs there. We came very close at the end. Edouard again looked very, very bright. Konate had to defend really, really well, I think. Um, and Allison, uh, you know, performed exactly as, as as you would expect him to um, to to see us off. But I, I kind of like after the Chelsea game, I didn't feel bad after that result. No, you know, I felt good. It was we've gone to. You know, at, at Chelsea, we still needed to settle in a bit. But then against Liverpool, who who are at the top of the league for the scoring charts and wildly underperforming their XG, yeah. um, that if we'd have sat off and done nothing, you know, we were competitive. We were f- scrapping. We were get, getting in there and, and actually, you know, making shots and making attempts. And so it's not a Roy Hudson team. And, and I'm I'm OK with, you know, that 3-0 loss. That's not a type of game we're going to target. We still have five points. Yeah, and especially um, off
0: the back of three 0 over Spurs, like you know, you can kind of tolerate a yeah, Liverpool. You'd have taken like the that. three
2: points out of two games, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, three points yeah, from exactly. all, from it's- the three games against Chelsea, Liverpool, and Spurs yeah, would have point. been yeah. massive. Yeah.
2: So yeah, and what's what's weird is at the minute, I mean, like I think we've looked good defensively, but actually, I'm trying to think of a good way to to spin this. We're kind of the most underperforming defense as well. Um, but even un- underperforming the most of the numbers, we've still only conceded eight goals um, across the, the, the five games. And considering, you know, Who six played. of those were against yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool, yeah. we've also played West Ham, Tottenham. Every every team that we have played so far this season has been unbeaten. Uh, you know, obviously the first game of the season doesn't really matter, but all, all these teams have been unbeaten before we played them. So you know, it's, it's not been easiest run to start off the no, season. You, so
0: we've talked about that. You're, you don't have a good fixture till November. Like your schedule is atrocious so that you are where you're at is genuinely commendable. Like I'm not shit talking, like genuinely you guys have yeah, looked quite good. It's good vibes. Yeah. So the Viera Boner continues then very happy times over at Palace. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I mean, not, not conceding
1: an open play goal to Liverpool is something to, you know, something to say. It's just a, it, hopefully, yep. oh, you know, like you say, conceding th- uh, set pieces is something hopefully can be worked on. You know, you've got a new manager, you've mm-hmm. got a new young squad. So hopefully that sort of thing can be ironed out.
2: No, exactly. I, and I'd rather have one clear identifiable weakness than just shit across the board. Yeah, like, that's true. We've clearly worked on our possession and our one touch and our connecting yeah. and passing and having options and, you know, generally pressing, not sitting back on the counter, um... And being able to take it to other teams, that if like set pieces is just going to be the concern, you keep building on the other things, and then you know, you bring it. Maybe we'll bring in. A, I don't know if we have a set piece coach. I don't think we do. But you bring in someone like that, and then all of a sudden, that that corrects that, and you get to take up to the next level. So, no, I think fair play to Liverpool. They're they're at the top of the league um, for a reason. Only conceded one goal. Uh,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. Liverpool are not top of the league. Thank you very much. It uh, goes to the sixth tiebreaker.
2: at the top of the league. Up at the top, okay, of, the enough, no, top of the league. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I just want that sixth tiebreaker to
0: get acknowledged. We are in first place because we got the away draw. Otherwise, exactly. Is that, is that what it's coming
1: down to, is it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's points, <laughs> then goal difference, then goals scored, then... Head to head record and then head to head away points, which is where we're at wow. because we got away draw at Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, all five all
2: five results for Chelsea and Liverpool have been the same result on the same week each
0: week. Huh. Yeah, same score line, same everything. Exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Wow. While we're on Liverpool, I do want to say that I uh think that I was wrong on my take on them. That's not a sentence I like to say out loud very often. Uh, but we're approaching, like I said, the sample size of where things start to be relevant with their numbers. And their numbers look really good. They look good on the eye test. The whole, like, these old guys might start to drop off thing does not seem to be playing out, at least not yet. Uh, Jota is, is gelling really nicely with them. Like, I'm scared of Liverpool. I think they might be in the Chelsea City conversation. Like, it might be a three way race as opposed to a two way race, at least if I'm updating my views. Um so praise to Liverpool as much as it hurts me to say out loud. Mane looks good, Salah looks good. These guys look at that elite level like they did a couple of years ago and that scares me. Um
2: underperforming for goals.
0: Yeah, underperforming you like and I was going to say this about Palace too. You would much rather be underperforming than overperforming. Obviously you want to just perform, but of the two underperforming both well because it means that if, as you regress to the mean you're gonna get better. So I don't like that they're that they're underperforming on top of everything else. Um it scares me. It scares me. And their underlying numbers, they're second to City in pretty much every category. And barely. Uh, City's plus 1.90x goal difference per 90. It's Liverpool 1.88. So, like, pretty much exactly tied. I mean,
1: they're only underperforming because Jota's sitter that he missed. I mean, that was 4XG, <laughs> probably, about 4 or 5, uh, I yeah, four,
0: yeah, normally you get 5 goals for that. Yeah, yeah. just what? smash that in, 5 goals. So, yeah. auto-relegation for him? Just him. <laughs> Everyone else gets to stay, but he's relegated to the championship.
2: Literally hit Rosette from 4 yards out. <laughs> it was not bad one, one, on was one. I did look
0: it up. It was .7. Which again, that uh, sounds like, like it's too low, but that's insane because that's as much as a penalty is worth.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I guess I don't know. Liverpool scares me. What are you? Are you guys changing your views on Liverpool so far, or you still have them around fourth place? Like, where are you at right now? Give me a temperature check here.
1: For for me, it's it's just squad depth that might be the problem compared to the other sort of three big players. I think I think if injuries bite, Liverpool might struggle. But if they get th- if you know if they get through it without injuries, their their starting eleven is as probably as good as anyone's so it's i think mm-hmm. it's just the injury thing whether that happens
2: fair enough what about you chuck yeah same i, I had them third but it's uh, you know it's much of a much This i think in that top three i had chelsea then city then liverpool and i don't necessarily change my take there fair enough um although i mean that gives us a good m- point to to move off into the next fixture absolutely
0: really. yeah i was about to so we had next uh 10 a.m slash 15 p.m slash 7 a.m fixture uh, depending on your time zone, was Manchester City 0, Southampton 0, Man City 1.0 to Southampton's 0.4 on XG. Uh, this was a terrible match. Really boring. Really bad. Um, City looked bad. City looked, uh, you know, sort of stranded for ideas against Southampton. Pep is picking fights with the supporters groups this week. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Um, oh, yeah. Not good things at at City right now. For, I guess I should give context for the picking a fight thing. He came out after the Champions League match and was like, it'd be pretty fucking nice if we had some fans in the stadium sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't think was,
2: he said it that aggressively. <laughs> not that aggressive, but I think
0: it was 15,000 empty seats for a Champions League game. Like, what the fuck? And then the supporters groups were like, Oh, we don't really appreciate the manager saying that we need more fans, blah, blah, blah. And then he came out. He doubled down. He was like, Nah, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, really, there's not enough of you. We need to have a better home field advantage, which is hilarious because everyone makes fun of city, including their own manager for their shit home support. But yeah, I don't know. Where are you at? Was this just a one-off thing? Are we, are we changing our views? You know, we updated our, or at least I updated my view on Liverpool. I haven't changed my mind on city at all, but like, where are you guys at?
2: I mean, they were like 13th in November last year and won the league at a canter. So we don't, you, you can't ever write them off. I know the game has changed slightly, but, you know, they're fifth now. Um, and it's not, you know, they're not that that far behind um, the, the top three. So I don't know. I there There have been a few times where I haven't been convinced by City. I think this, Pep coming out with the supporters group. Um, Obviously, he spoke about what he was going to do at the end of this contract at the start of this year, which already in a way feels a bit like a checking out um, in some ways. Like, I know I'm done. Like, I'm going to start winding down now. Um, pop, Pop my feet up in front of the fire, read a nice paper. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, fair play to Southampton being able to keep City out. I I don't really understand what happened with the Kyle Walker thing, the penalty, the red card. The did, did he did he stop him? Did he like sat on him? He basically just took took out the Southampton player, and then like not only was it not a penalty, but it wasn't a red card. And even he was laughing about what was going on. And yeah, you know, if players are going to be arguing, Pep's going to be picking fights.
0: Like, that's not necessarily good signs the vibes feel a bit off yeah i will say you know they're the i mean that's like the least analysis like just pure narrative (laughs) bias thing to say but the vibes feel (laughs) off to me i don't know um but that doesn't really scare me because their numbers are good
2: it is weird a bit weird you know when you look at the numbers and city literally they've conceded one goal they have the best expected goals allowed they have the second best xg right um you know their expected points is the highest um so they're first for that but it just doesn't necessarily feel right. I don't know. The, fa- the fans and the ticket thing, like, I think it's such an easy stick to beat them with. Um, I know there have been a lot of clubs that where the ticket measures have switched um, to e-tickets completely as part of a league rollout. There have been a lot of games where fans have been queuing outside for like an hour because they can't get in um, and all sorts. And also that's then led to Some people not renewing their season tickets or cancelling them or not really going on because, you know, everyone jokes about City trying to sell tickets for like £12.50 on uni websites to get students in or like anyone. And it's... You know, I find it quite funny that people will slag off how expensive football is, but then slag off a club yeah. for giving cheap that's tickets as well. Yeah, absolutely. If it, yeah, that's <laughs> a good thing. Like, <laughs> And yeah. and to be honest, like, going to football yeah, is expensive. And it's not, you know, it's not like an incredibly, apart from, like, football tourism, like, football was always kind of the working class sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it 's not exactly people that are wealthy backgrounds and when when city are going to play literally <laughs> probably every game of every tournament down to the finals this year, and last year like people don 't have the cash for that yeah like it 's a lot i can, so, i
1: couldn 't justify going to see Peterborough every week, let alone going to see a premier League team every week there 's no way I could justify that spend
2: even if the, and even know. if city are one of the cheapest like it's it 's all relative and and you know, if they were full, people would probably be complaining, yeah, but all their fans are plastic. You know what yeah. I mean? Like right. or they're just yeah. Yeah. Tourism. I don't think it's a win-win there. And I don't think it's fair because City, you know, yeah, they've had big money, but I can remember City being in, like, League One. 100%. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's not that long ago that they were right down there and had to lie to players like Robinho that they were joining yeah. the <laughs> other team in Manchester to get them. And, you know, <laughs> this, so yes, that... Yes, that happened. They tricked him. He thought he was signing for Manchester United. Um, Brilliant. I love that
1: day so much. Mark Hughes was on the golf course because he thought, well, I've got no more business to do on transfer deadline day. And then he just got a phone call and said, you've got unlimited money, off you go. <laughs> it was just
2: like, yeah. ah. Mark Hughes. Yeah. Mark Hughes.
0: All right, so something to keep an eye on. The numbers don't indicate anything, but the vibes might be off, so we'll see what happens. All right, well, let's move on then to the last Saturday game. We had Aston Villa, three, Everton, <laughs> 0 Aston Villa 1.3 to Everton's 0.7. Uh that is a wildly misleading scoreline 1.3 to 0.7 is is pretty close. Um Everton man, fucking Everton. Oof. What's up with Everton? Yeah. They're 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 bad. Things bad in uh over in Liverpool on the Everton side on the blue side.
1: Yeah. I mean Everton had some some uh, unexpected injury issues, quite late on apparently. So Pickford was out, mm-hmm. uh, Seamus Coleman was out, Richarlison was out. They gotten with Calvert-Lewin out as well. Means they're not necessarily well. I was going to say not necessarily operating with a recognised striker, but of course then Chuck would shout Solomon Rondon at me as loud as he could. Um, it was a, it was a weird one this because I I watched this and while you're right about you know the XG indicating that it's not a three nil victory. Aston Villa was so dominant in that twelve minute period where they got the three goals and Everton just looked absolutely stunned. And and they just couldn't couldn't deal with Villa at all. I mean when when Matty Cash can run through you like a knife through butter, it's a bit of a worry, I think. So yeah, they did they didn't seem at it at all. And once once they went one nil down, heads dropped big time. And they never picked back up. No, they didn't. They didn't offer anything. I mean, it was it was a uh, a shock to the system. It was uh, like I say, three goals within something like ten, ten, twelve minutes, something like that. And no, they never they
2: never offered anything after that.
0: All right. What about the Villa side of this truck? Talk to me about Villa here.
2: Um, is nice to have a Bailey in there. No relation. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're on my mother's side. Yeah. Who knows? Still, who do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, Villa, you know, we were doubting them a bit. They hadn't really done much the last few games, um, had some bad results, it kind of mixed, especially the promise that we fought after the heavy investment. Obviously, they were hurt a bit by the Argentinian players, um, Martinez, Dia being out. But, you know, looked to kind of be, I mean, it's be a bit of a hot take to say they were coming out of it, but that's exactly the kind of result you want. Off the back of a loss, just going and pounding, uh, Everton, a team that they're probably going to compete for a similar level in the league this year, if anything, if yeah. last season's anything to go by. Looking at that mid-table kind of area, um, exactly what you want because you know Everton did not look at it; um, they were very much playing like a B team, and and you know Villa took massive advantage of that at a time where Dean Smith was apparently being touted as maybe being for the chop. Um and, and and being the first casualty of the year, which would have been a bit mad, but mm. nope. Nothing nothing really groundbreaking to say here, unfortunately for me.
0: Alright, well then let's move on to the Sunday fixtures and Mr. Stimson, please cue the jingle. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley
1: of
2: the week.
0: That's right, we had a Burnley of the Week. Chucks be hated Brighton putting down Leicester City 2-1, 1.4 to 1.8 on the XG. That is a stretch as far as Burnley of the Week goes, but it's really the only one that went significantly against the XG scoreline. What up? What up, Leicester? What up, Brighton? Absolute
2: pricks. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> fucking. I mean, we mentioned I mentioned the refereeing earlier, and there's there's a lot of flashpoints in here, but. Brighton's first goal came from a penalty, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. Ball comes in from across, um, I believe, for Brighton. Vestergaard goes up to jump for it, but little does he know that that absolute scumbag, Neil Morpé, <laughs> is literally hanging <laughs> off his arm like a fucking koala. Like, two arms round him. So Vestergaard goes to jump. Obviously, when you jump and you get pulled down, your body goes to one side. Vestergaard's arm comes up in the air, and he turns, and then it hits the Brighton player behind him. He heads it into Vestergaard's arm, and Brighton get a fucking penalty. Vard doesn't look at it. It, it. it doesn't get overturned. Like the ref doesn't go and look at the screen. They're all obviously saying like it's ridiculous. He had he genuinely did have two arms on him and was like hanging down like pulling his weight down why did he not go and review it but that's been across the board this week and then obviously Leicester later on they had two goals disallowed both were supposedly because Harvey Barnes was blocking the view of um, Sanchez which for the first one you can kind of that that one fair enough like the angles you kind of look at it and Barnes is directly in front of Sanchez but on the second one he's yes he's in offside position but He's in no way is he in the eye line at all. Like you watch the slowed down tape, and it's it, he's probably like two yards out of the way on Sanchez's left as he looks to his right at the ball coming down and can see it the whole time. Leicester can feel incredibly hard done by for this result, and that's not just me with personal bias. Um, of course, they also haven't performed that well this year in general, but that that's just a ridiculous bad beat all around. Uh, and that one completely stems from incredibly poor refereeing.
0: Yeah, I mean the refereeing was dog shit everywhere. I didn't see that incident. Um I wonder if that's because of the stupid new the handball rules and how like they changed what's a handball, what's not. I mean, they change it every fucking year um in the penalty. That sounds pretty egregious, but like, I don't know. Um, they could just be implementing really stupid rules correctly like they did when Farfirst came yeah. out. So
2: it, it can't be though because it's like it's a foul to to make it happen yeah There's so like, like it
0: should be dead before his, it body, his, his arm. body's
2: only in an un- unnatural position because like if he jumped his hands you know like you use your hands to jump yeah yeah yeah. and you you come up and bring your body up I'm doing literally doing the motion as I'm sure <laughs> most of you are now you know like when a manager watches a guy go up for a header <laughs> does it yeah. with him right. does it with him of course he does um live by proxy for the goal. But, like, he's obviously going to try and do that. But then, like, when you get pulled down completely on one side, like, one arm's going to go up. It's just, I I don't understand how there can't be more criticism of referees or, like, more of an assessment because I'm starting to think that, like, the game is moving too quickly for these people to actually be able to do it. Now, whether that's an inability of the referees or a lack of training, a a lack of experience or just the way they're trying to run the games but they need help they need help to be able to do this and this whole the referee can't be overturned by someone who's not their thing is fucking ridiculous if you do want the right decision or you want the wrong decision and they're gonna let their ego take over and for example not let linesmen give things because you know we had the handball. Um, for West Ham's penalty right at the end of, of that game, which was obviously hilarious for many reasons. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the linesman's right there and can clearly see that Luke Shaw sticks his arm out at 90 degrees and blocks it, but he doesn't give it. And so uh, it's just baffling. It's just absolutely baffling. And, and I really feel for it because like managers are stuck in positions that they can't say anything then without getting a massive fine. Like why can't in some ways referees be held accountable? Why don't they explain the decisions? Why can't it be critiqued? Why can't it just be, why can't they be overruled by fucking VAR? If, if it's literally a terrible decision, why can't the managers, you know, have an NFL style can challenge a certain number of uh, decisions a game. If they're in certain situations, like that's it. It's, you know i don't want to try and say oh, oh it's completely broken and change the game but like it's fucking stupid like the referees can't do it no. half the time they're not in good positions because they aren't fit enough yeah. they can't get there
1: so would you be in against- favor of like uh, you know the cricket style system where each team gets one or two reviews they've they've got a, you know they, there's a timer on them so they've got a use they've got to use that review within like 10 seconds of the incident uh, so, is it hopefully doesn't slow down the game, and then the off-field referee has the call. So, if it's inconclusive, they'll stick with the on-field call. But if it, if the uh, VAR referee feels it's it's conclusive, then they can overturn it, and they'll they'll buzz them and say overturn your decision. Is
2: that the sort of thing you'd want? Yeah, I mean that, that sounds great. Or you know, I've said before to referees that are, you know on the pitch or you know whatever like. Yeah like assistant referees if if and and my dad's a referee it has been for a long time and has known a lot of referees at all levels be it Sunday league all the way through up to the top flight and certain referees will tell their linesmen I don't want you giving any free yeah, kicks yeah yeah it's wow. a simple fact they will tell them that because it's like I'm the guy who's in control like I get to give it and it's that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Because then, like, what's the point of an assistant referee being there other than an arbitrary line judge? Bro, put a fucking GoPro on the line. Save yourself however much a year.
0: Yeah. I, I, it never... Like, I'm, I came to soccer later. You guys know this. I grew up playing basketball, being a basketball fan. Um, and a basketball court is, like, an eighth the size of a soccer field. And there's 10 total players on the basketball court between the two teams. And they have three referees. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's because of the speed. It's because of how, like, mm. close things happen that you need to be able to see things that are, like, two inches apart sometimes. Like, how how th- there's only one referee refereeing a soccer game running around on that giant-ass pitch. Like, that's never made sense to me at all. Um And yeah, I mean, the linesmen are there, but like, like you said, a lot of times they are not really there. They're not doing anything. Even now they don't put their fucking flags up because of the VAR rules. This happened in the Chelsea game. There was a Chelsea game where the guy was like very obviously offside. The linesman didn't raise his flag because, you know, they're not really supposed to, or sometimes they are supposed to, sometimes they're not, no one's even sure anymore. (laughs) He doesn't Mm -hmm. raise it. It goes out for a corner because like the defender and or keeper made like got a touch on it to stop it from scoring. And then the corner that should have been an offside shot, but that wasn't raised because in case it gets scored, VAR looks at it. Now they have a corner. That corner can't get called back. So if, like, it didn't come to anything. But if they had scored from that corner because the linesman isn't raising their flag on a, a very obviously offside situation, like they do need to, I think, really sit down and look at like how we referee this game. Um, not that they will because they're fucking idiots and old-fashioned and nothing ever changes ever. But yeah, I'm I'm like fully with you there. Like it's fucking insane that there's only one referee mm-hmm. for a soccer the game. The
2: inconsistent there seems to be inconsistency now with the linesman flags, which is pissing off defenders because then it's yeah. it's giving so much of an advantage. Like, I mean, obviously you shouldn't you you shouldn't stop anyway, but it's like sometimes I'll see like that where it's incredibly obvious, like there's so much daylight between players and they won't put the flags up. And then you'll see they're super close and they will put the flag up which has to stop the play. And, and it, it there's there's no consistency there if it's a marginal call or, or a big call because then what happens, especially if it leads to like a one-on-one and then a player makes a professional foul. So like what then? Something that shouldn't have been a play, then potentially you've got a player out injured, another guy's red card, and, and
0: that thing shouldn't have ever fucking happened. They, like it's so weird. They really need to just fucking automate... Offside, all those guys are running around with the sports bra with the tracking chip anyway. Like, they're all wearing it. The clubs look at that data, the league looks at that data. Like, just fucking put a GPS chip or something, an RFID, anything.
2: Oh my god, make it like laser tag. Sure. Make it like laser tag, <laughs> and if they go offside and the ball gets played, like, they all get like. Dzz, dzz, dzz. And then they all know to stop. There you go. I'm not to, not saying like electrocuted, but like it, it, just, was,
1: it sounded like you were saying electrocuted.
2: Yeah, it did. you know what I mean. And then you'll get people hacking it, and from the stands they'll just shoot it.
0: Oh, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> never mind. You have to run back to the corner flag to recharge. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the other 9 a.m. game here. Uh, we had West Ham scoring one, putting up 1.6 uh ian's beloved mark noble coming on oh. in like the 95th minute for a penalty substitution oh,
1: i felt for him bless oh it his, did not go well as you can tell from ian's groans yeah.
0: uh ian do you want to talk about your boy and the west ham situation in this game against the red team
1: oh what a shame what a shame It was such a great moment the west ham fans celebrating that uh penalty given in the last couple of minutes Bringing Mark Noble on hasn't touched the ball yet, which was the subject of some controversy. I don't know what you guys think about it. Whether you know you've got your recognised ancient penalty taker on the bench, whether you should bring him on without any warm up at all and and let him take the penalty, or I mean, Antonio wasn't playing, so you didn't have him. So may, maybe there's literally no other penalty takers. But um, it wasn't a terrible penalty, was it? But. Yeah,
2: Uh, yeah, Yeah, it it was a pretty terrible Um, penalty. (laughs) Declan Rice was there, so it's a bit of a confidence knocker for him. But also, yeah, I think it's situational. Like David De Gea hadn't saved the penalty in like his last forty-four, if you include penalty shootouts or something ridiculous like that.
0: Well, they did have that one forty-four shot penalty shootout. <laughs> I, think it, I think it went to.
2: I think it went to sixteen, seventeen. That was crazy. It went through goalkeepers by a way um but still so like you fancy it in that situation and, and there's something to be said like you know not having tired legs i probably would have liked his legs to have been a bit warmer when he came on
0: <laughs> yeah he needed an outlap those tires were a bit cold <laughs> yes yeah, so he should have just <laughs> just
2: run round, run up to the other penalty spot they'll come back oh i've got the wrong end sorry ref you have to go oh, I, got a confi- I wonder why there was no one here um there's your warm-up done but yeah that was a shame especially because it was last kicker game that would have been good to tie it up um and but West Ham should have had a, a penalty a lot lot longer before oh, that. What was that? Um, about? We talk about bad defending um my boy Wan bissaka just <laughs> just completely took Suchek out. No, it's, like, it's all right. There got the free he got the free round, kick for it. So cleared him out and yeah. then yeah, then United got the free kick for it, which is really weird. Um and then there was another two dives by a certain player who um it d- dives, doesn't get a penalty but then also doesn't get booked for simulation. Mm. That's uh hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have no comment on the red team. Fuck the red team. I'm not talking about them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sucks. I wanted West Ham to do something here.
1: I really did. They did look, they did look good though. I thought for a lot of the game.
0: I mean, it's 1.6 to 1.8 on XG. So it was close. They played them to a draw, to a 2-2 draw really, basically.
2: Yeah, they played well and they've been, and they've been good this year. Like they've, they've started off really, really well. And to do that, performance without antonio who has been fantastic this year mm-hmm. um you know he, he gets a bit of a rest yeah. um after they you know they played in the europa league they went to uh, zagreb i think yeah. and they won two nil away so great great result there to kick off their european campaign for the first time in god knows how long it is now um probably about 16 years or so i reckon something mad like that for their, their first european fight so You know, it's good times at West Ham. I think they'll probably feel a bit hard done by, but, you know, XG differential per 90, they're fourth. Um, If you uh, sort the table by expected points, they are one of the closest teams to where they should be. I think they're the third closest team to their actual position. So, you know, at least that's something. Your performances are deserved.
1: And Leeds, Brentford and Everton in the next three they've got a chance to put a little Ooh. run together i think because uh yeah they could do well there if they can get i don't know six points out of those three games
0: if they don't get six points out of those three games then they should be looking at themselves sideways like <laughs> on, no honestly like they're yeah. they're a good enough team that they should be expecting that and if they yeah. don't that should be disappointing to them yeah all right well shall we uh shall we get to the big one then the big the big 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 match of the week Nah, no time, mate. <laughs> no Sorry time. Yeah. We had uh, Tottenham 0, Chelsea 3. Uh, Tottenham 0.8 to Chelsea 1.9 on XG. The overwhelming majority of that was in the second half. I believe the second half was 1.3 to 0.1 on XG. Um, from the Chelsea side of this, the another halftime substitution... Um, made necessary by poor play in the first half. I think it was 0.7 to 0.6 in the first half, so pretty much playing level with not a good Tottenham team, Uh, 20th or 19th in many categories, unexpected Tottenham team. Um, So that was troubling. Obviously, you got to be happy after a 3-0 win. I said I mostly or only cared about results this year. I was texting you guys annoyed, and then Chuck was like, bro, I thought you only fucking cared about points. And you were like, you know what? You're right. I should be in a better mood because we're top of the table. Um, on the fifth or sixth tiebreaker, as I mentioned, having away points and away draw at Anfield uh, being the reason. But I don't know. I think uh, I'll, I'll, Chuck. We gave you like ten minutes last week to rant about Palace, so I'm going to take mine <laughs> this week. Um, I should be in a better mood about Chelsea. We're in first place. We keep winning by a bunch of goals, and I think I'm going to be like a negative Nelson on this one this week <laughs> because I have more questions than joy. At the moment with Chelsea, uh, specifically that we have to keep making halftime subs is really troubling, uh, that we look so shit without Kante on the pitch is pretty troubling. Um, you don't, you know, we brought in Saul for cover, but like, you know, there's no one that is in golo Kante and he is getting older and he is often injured. Um, and if we need him to be the level that we are, that's really troubling And the change in system, I don't think, has been working particularly well. Uh, And our underlying numbers do sort of indicate that. I think we're sacrificing too much just to bring the best out of Lukaku or try to bring Lukaku into the game. Um, Specifically by too much, I mean Kai Havertz and Mason Mount. uh, Both of whom don't particularly look that great, at least so far, in the 3-5-2. So we have Havertz playing as a second striker off Lukaku and Mount dropping deeper into a midfield 3 with Jorginho and Conte, or Jorginho and Kovacic, or whoever else is playing in there. And I think both of them have like they were superstars last year, especially in the second half under Tuchel. And now I don't know. Obviously signing Lukaku was a great thing. They saw an area of need. They brought him in. Um, but the change in system hasn't hasn't gelled, hasn't felt really right. Our numbers aren't great. What are we? Uh one, two, three, four, five, sixth unexpected goal difference per ninety. Um, that's not great. I'm not particularly happy about that because again you don't you you regress to your numbers but Timo at least Timo got some minutes immediately got an assist spread the play created chances love when Timo's on the pitch where are you guys at am I crazy am I just being like really 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 negative and crazy for no reason
2: you've conceded one fucking goal and it was a penalty and you were playing Liverpool with 10 fucking men for like more than half a game. Yep. Shut up, you privileged prick.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough.
2: I mean, oh, enough. I'm not happy my team is top of the league. Oh, we signed this incredible striker who is exactly the need that we needed. Yep. And then the person you're applauding is the fucking cursed child who was through one-on-one three times yeah, with the goalkeeper yeah, mm-hmm. and couldn't fucking score, yeah. had to get rid of it for someone else. Lukaku kept fucking passing to him for some reason. Like, bro, <laughs> take your shot. This is ridiculous. Uh, you're
0: just mad because you wanted fantasy returns for Lukaku. Chelsea, yeah,
2: obviously. <laughs> Chelsea are just choking <laughs> the life out of other teams. And, you know, there's this Tuchel this quote going around um, from when he came in. And it's just like, I want to make teams hate to play Chelsea. And I think you've got that like you look at City at the minute, I don't think you're probably playing City at a better time. Um you know, then City then also have Liverpool afterwards. The complexion of of that top top set of um top 5 teams could look completely different in 2 weeks time. Yeah. Yeah, Brentford will be top of the league. Brentford Brentford won't be top of the league. <laughs> um, but although Chelsea will have a bit a lot to say at the top because if you've got City and then you play Brentford in 2 weeks, you know. That's where you know you get you get the push on your um, West London title rival question mark. So
0: am I way off the mark here then, or do you guys like? Obviously, I am. I shouldn't be so negative. Fine, but the questions I'm raising—do you not see anything to that at all? Not really. There's been
2: questionable picks, and and
0: and uh,
2: Chelsea have played players that aren't necessarily what you would think would be their first team players, and then they've still just won every game apart from drawing with Liverpool.
1: I'm I'm sort of with Chuck I think that the quality that you've got gives you that buffer that these things can go slightly wrong. Tuchel was absolutely furious apparently at half time. Yeah. Um you know, tore him off Even a strip. after
0: the match he was like talking shit about the first yeah, half instead of we being happy. We were
1: talking happy. we were talking about that weren't we? Yeah, um we were texting about that sorry during the the post match where all Tuchel wanted to talk about was the first half. Not the second half where they took Spurs apart and you know have just beat a uh, hmm rival no um <laughs> 3-0 you know it's it, he he wanted to talk about the first half he act he seemed to want to dig out his players a little bit for for a poor first half performance where they didn't they you know they didn't make spurs worry at all so it's i think you just you you're dealing with a level of quality that just means that these little problems are, are, are minor and you've got a, a relatively new manager and I don't think these small problems are an issue because I think the quality you've got will out quite yeah. significantly.
2: I mean, he was probably pissed off, though, because you conceded eight times the XG that Palace did the week before. Fuming. Stop. Absolutely It's probably why he was fuming. <laughs> and, and generated less, less XG against them. You know, yeah. every, everyone wins
0: 3-0. Yeah, fair and enough. With, Mate, fair it's enough is special. So, so, the 1.3 uh, to <clears throat> 0.1 second half does feel really fucking nice. It's nice to know that when we are actually playing, we are still, like, just light years above other people. Um, what about the Tottenham side, though? Talk to me about Tottenham. Tottenham who are fucking atrocious
2: there were some scary moments in the first half I've got to say that, that Tottenham were threatening a lot Sun getting in um getting behind the back three uh, quite a bit you know when if if Rudiger's not there then the pace is a bit of a drop-off yeah. to um, Christiansen and Thiago and Son was making the most of that by being more advanced I just it's weird that Kane is dropping deeper and deeper and deeper it seems and it's not in the Mourinho system and the way he's playing almost as a quarterback
0: no it's like Kane in England when he drops deep and it doesn't work
2: yeah yeah that's that's exactly what it looks like to be honest um I don't I don't know if right now Nuno's delivering any sort of stability or we're seeing any sort of progress or what it is um with Tottenham again really really early days but he's not gonna stay around long if this if, if this is what Tottenham are gonna get. Because this was this as well was but you know, I joke about the Palace result, but there was a lot of changes in there, like there were there was a half of maybe even less of their actual first team in there. This Spurs squad was like their first team. Like all the weapons that Nuno should have. And granted it's against Chelsea, but they they should be playing better than that.
0: I mean, I at this time last season, after five matches played, Tottenham were third unexpected points ahead of Chelsea, ahead of West Ham, ahead of a lot of very good teams, ahead of Manchester City. Uh, and this season, five second, five matches into the season, they are 16th, 16th, 16th. unexpected points. Thank you, Chuck. Um, and we'd mentioned before, you know, their last place for expected goals generated and like... Also 16th, I think. 2019 18, 17, 16. 15 they're, they're, just, they're wildly overperforming. They're bad. They're bad. Like just bad. I don't know what other word to use. I just keep saying that <laughs> word. They fucking suck. Um I mean no offense, Chuck, but they lost 3 0 to fucking Palace. Like None none taken. What up with Tottenham? Is Nuno gonna get fired? First? Is he gonna beat Arteta to the drop?
2: Ooh, I mean if recent fixtures are to go by
0: could be tight what's the dog mayor up to these days can they bring him back out
2: (laughs) i don't know he's probably in the under 23s or something like that still because that's where he came from i think i think he was working with the under 23s before but like i said it's it's not good football it reminds me of hodson it's pragmatic it's turgid you don't mind it if the results come um but when the results don't come fuck me will you feel it and you will fucking hate every minute of your
0: existence I mean, currently by the sorry, Jeff. 538 have Tottenham at the same likelihood of relegation as Brighton.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Not good. But yeah. Sorry, Jeff, I guess. I mean, I'm not sorry because I hate Spurs, but it's funny. Ian, actually, you said rivals, question mark. Uh, I was texting my buddy Nick, who I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago. He's just getting into the Premier League really for the first time. And he goes, how do you feel about this match? Like, is, th- is this a team you care about? And I was like, weirdly, I think this is the team I hate the most and, like, desperately want to get a good result against more than anybody because, like, there's always so much fucking violence when we play Spurs and it's always an exciting game and I fucking hate them. <laughs> I, I, I do hate them. Like, this is one of the – on the calendar, like, this is a match that I would really, really, really want. So I'm just glad that we got it. Uh, shall we transition then to me not hosting anymore and other stuff?
2: Okay, Oscar, I'll take up the mantle, but before we quiz, um, obviously I would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, all of them, beautiful, lovely people, and you can join us and help support this podcast in whatever way you can, with a little bit of money, a little bit to kind of keep us going with hosting fees, and also get some great content for yourself um, if you head to patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. There's all kinds of stuff there.
1: Reminders about FPL deadlines.
2: Reminders about FPL deadlines. (laughs) I will do that for you. I will set those alarms. you can yeah. Nap happy. Um, that's a producer level perk, I guess. Um, <laughs> but something I did mention uh, last week, which you can access at the stats robot level, is Oscar's patented fixture rater. Now, naturally, this is proprietary products. We will not be divulging <laughs> the secrets of this here. Um, but something we did this year that I thought would be quite interesting um, was to basically back the stats and follow it along with bets. Um, so literally every fixture of each game week, I've been following it along um, with bets uh, as per Oscar stats. And if you'd have been following us so far um, in what Oscar would say is the least reliable time of the season yeah, um, with £10 bets on it- each fixture, you'd be up about £61 at the minute. Fuck. So not too bad nice. eh? for about, what's that, a month and a half. So that's eight dollars. Um, You can get the stats robots and get those kind of things. So we might drop in a few little nuggets here or there. We've done really well. A lot of draws have been thrown up and um, we've been winning on them as well. Um, So that's that's a good thing there. So just thought I'd give a little shout out for that. Something to uh, a bit of vindication for
0: Oscar. That pleases me greatly, actually, because I'm quite proud of that fixture reader. I I do a lot of sloppy stats in general um, because that's no longer like my profession is doing sports stats and analytics and stuff. Um, it's just for fun with you lovely gentlemen and our Patreons, but the fixture Raider takes like a lot of XG data and like does some work to it and rates both in attack, in defense and overall fixture. Um, so there's quite a lot there and I'm, I'm pretty proud of the math of that one. It does, I think, uh, use XG in a pretty intelligent way. If I may toot my own horn and it seems like us betting on it is paying off. So that's great.
2: Whilst we also talk about what I mentioned last week, I told you gentlemen that you would need to revise some uefa competitions now this is the return of something that has been roundly lambasted by ian in the past but with a new fresh flavor so i bring to you and no one will get this reference neil or real or (laughs) meal going to fade it out a little bit fade your mic out yeah. <laughs> well i'm not f- just uh to real do,
0: hi-fi whatever. stuff here from
2: us yeah. <laughs> there we go high tech couldn't get it on a soundboard never mind yes it is of course neil or real or meal <laughs> this is the game where i will give you a team and you will need to tell me whether they are in the champions league the europa league or the europa conference league <laughs> If you have to ask why it's called that, you'll never know. So, gentlemen, (laughs) get your pens and papers ready. Um, What you'll do is obviously tell me which competition it is and then extra points available if you tell me which country it is. Some of them are easy, some of them are hard. I just wanted to give out points.
1: Okay. You
2: you, you do love points, yeah. I love points. Points is fun. Let's give everyone the chance to get as many points as you can. Right, so nice, easy one to get us started. Like I said, which competition are they in and which country are they from? Um, Liverpool. <laughs> I wanted to make sure Oscar got at least two points this week. Cheers, <laughs> thanks, man. How do you, you spell FA vars? <laughs> Rumbelows. The second team, AC Milan. Milan. Number the third, Red Star. Or Rivenja Svetsa. Yeah, you like that? Fluent in every language Team number four Jose Mourinho's Roma Team five Glasgow Rangers Remember you want the competition and the country Six Ferencvaros Who? <laughs> Ferencvaros F-E-R-E-N-C-V-A-R-O-S Varos. I don't like it. (laughs) I didn't vote for it. Um, Number seven. (laughs) One of Oscar's favourites, I think. Shakhtar Donetsk.
0: Yay! (laughs) He
2: always goes on about how he doesn't want to learn players from there.
0: From Shakhtar? I like Shakhtar. We got William from Shakhtar, I think. No, I don't know. Who's the
2: team you always. There's literally one team in Europe that you always. Oh, Krasnodar. It's always Krasnodar. Damn it, I should have put Krasnodar in. Sorry. I
0: was like, no, I like Shakhtar. I'm pretty sure we got William from them. Axel Witzel came out of there too. They had a really good team around like 2011 for no reason.
2: Uh, lots of Brazilians go to Shakhtar. They've had like a rich history of Brazilian players. Anyway, uh, number eight, Lincoln Red Imps. <laughs> Lincoln Red Imps? Lincoln Red Imps. I mean... Number nine is... Galatasaray. Okay,
1: right, fine, good. After Lincoln Red Imps, I'm just delighted to hear Galatasaray.
2: <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, dear. And the last one, Basil. Basil for our American listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know Basil. We can say Basil. That's pronounceable.
2: Like the herb, only not spelt the same.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you guys pronounce the herb as Basil as well? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were trolling. No, no, no. That's Basil, but the city is Basil. Because, you know, when it's an I, you don't pronounce it like an E, England. Or should I say England? But you say Basil. <laughs> like, it, there's no Y in it.
2: Anyway. It's a, a can <laughs>
0: have different Do you need, need any of the sounds? teams again?
2: Let's not get into this linguistic shit. We literally <laughs> invented the language. Um, do you need any of the teams again? I'm just guessing. This is all guessing anyway, so... So the answers then: Liverpool. They're from England. (laughs) Uh, No, Scouse, not English. Sorry. Um,
0: (laughs) And Champions League. Yes, they of
2: course Champions League and England. Uh, The next one: AC Milan. Ian, what did you get? Uh, I had Italy, and I put Champions League. Ding, ding! Correct. Two points. Same here. AC and AC and Inter back in the Champions League. Uh, number three, Red Star or Kvenius Red Star. I didn't say the last word, which was Belgrade, but they are in the <laughs> Europa League and Serbia. Oof, oh, yeah. Serbia. Shit. Yeah. Serbia, Europa League.
0: And I knew they were from Belgrade. I just don't know where Belgrade is.
2: Um, Roma. They are, of course, from Italy and they are in the Europa Conference.
0: Oof. League jose jose <laughs> dipping as low as the europa conference
2: league jose getting trophy jose gonna knock out tottenham that's what's gonna happen in the europa conference oh that would so. be
0: delightful that would be delightful yes
2: glasgow rangers are of course from scotland and they are in the europa league oh europa Ferencvaros varos are from hungary ah. and they are in the europa league Yay. oh dear I got that one. Shakhtar, uh, Champions League, Ukraine. Yeah, Ooh, let's go. I'm interested. Right, Lincoln Red Imps. Where have we guessed that they are from? I said Oscar? the uh,
0: Conference League and Ireland. Oh, oh Ireland. Ian, what did you
1: say? That's very clever. Um, I put Conference League and then I just thought of a country and put Portugal.
2: Portugal. Well, you're both right on the league, but both wrong on the country. I feel a bit remiss because it's just a—it's a place, really. But Lincoln Red Imps are from Gibraltar. Oh, the Rock themselves. I did not know that. Oh. So there we go. That's why I thought I'd drop them in this quiz and bring a bit more light into everyone's life. <laughs> Galatasaray Redimps. are Turkish. And they are in the Europa League. Yes. Oh shit! I had Champions League for that. Get
0: Fuck. in, Ian. I think I'm smashing and you. Maybe I don't know.
1: Maybe you not. might be. Yeah, I don't know. I started. Basel
0: well.
2: are Swiss. Yep. and in the Europa Conference.
0: Ah. ah, I had the Europa League for that.
2: Yeah, same Down again. in the bottom, uh, young boys are the Swiss representatives in the Champions League. So, to up your scores, let's see how many you get. I believe Ian is 3-2 ahead at this
0: point.
1: Yep, that sounds right. Uh, I have got 14 out of 20.
0: Chuck, congratulations. I hope you prepared a tiebreaker. I also got 14.
2: <laughs> I nearly prepared a tiebreaker, but then I thought, no, it'll be fine. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do, do 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 do. Just pick uh, any stat and then whoever's closer is gets the winner I guess, right? <laughs> like
2: Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, I guess if it's about uh UEFA, um closest wins, I would like Oscar, I can see you on camera, so I would like you to write down your answer. Okay. And Ian, you will say your answer out loud so okay. then we don't have anyone changing or doing that plus one thing. So Oscar, let me know when you have written down an answer to how many countries are in UEFA, how many national association members of UEFA are there? So let me know once you've written your answer down. I've but written something down. Don't obviously say it. You've written something down? Yep. Okay, Ian, this is going to be closest win. So Ian, please give me your answer for how many football association or national association members of UEFA you think there are. Uh,
1: I'm going to go with 44.
2: Forty-four. Oscar has put fifty-five. Fifty-two. Oh no, he's put fifty-two. The answer's fifty-five. Q up New York, New York! New oh, TV.
0: Let's go. It's
2: up to you. Three piece A classic three piece. Three piece and a biscuit. Maybe some gravy on the side. Congratulations, Mr. Oscar Puente. Yay, thank you. I mean, shock horror that Oscar knows more about Europe than Ian, but, you know. <laughs> um, fixtures. Let me make sure I get on the right game week, not game week nine. Game week six, we start off with the mighty game, uh, one we're all going to want to watch kick off the day with chelsea versus man city can we just get a quick prediction how do you think that's gonna go oscar
0: maybe a 20 seconds with a score uh i think that Tuchel has pep's number i think that has is going to continue tactically um i think that we have a lukaku now uh you know much like the <laughs> avengers had a hulk and uh i think we're gonna win i think two two zero
2: two zero a cleanie as well nice um weird hang on weirdly we've got two games at the same time then huh uh, which is never really happens in the early Saturday kickoff, does it? No, it's really weird. That's weird. So the other side of Manchester are against Aston Villa. We then have Everton versus Norwich. That's not exactly filling me with confidence after this week. Leeds versus West Ham. West Ham obviously quite high. Leeds are going to need to attack. They have no defence. This could be fun. <laughs> um, Leicester against Burnley. Or Watford against Newcastle. That's in the blackout for a reason. <laughs> And then end the day on, I think it'll be quite interesting to see this one as well. Brentford yeah. at home to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool obviously flying high, but Brentford, one of the best defences in the league, apparently. Um, Come This on, is Brentford. their first test against one of the big teams uh, since coming up Sunday. Shout out Arsenal. <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I stand by what I said. Uh, Southampton are at home to Wolves. We then have the North London friendly dog shit derby. Um, the who gets sacked derby? I don't know. Um, the race to the bottom derby. Arsenal against Spurs. And then on Monday night, Monday night football, oh, well, uh, you're interested the mighty, in mighty Eagles of Palace host the seaweed scum from down on the south coast. <laughs> um, and I will fucking be there. It's going to be great. I cannot oh, fucking nice. wait. Um, I'll be going straight from work. Um, I'll be wearing my new I want to be Edward" t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I t- genuinely, I think we win. Not even being churlish or against them. I don't think Brighton have been that good. They've been over, you know, overperforming. We've been performing well. Uh, I think that's going to be fun. And I'm going to match Oscar and say we have been 2-0 as well. Nice. Hey. so you know deal with it either that or I just won't fucking come back um, <laughs> um there are of course Carabao Cup fixtures this week the one they all want to win except the one that City will probably actually win so a lot of Premier League teams featuring so bear that in mind for your FPL teams and all that kind of jazz guys but I mean that wraps us up doesn't it so thank you very much, as ever, for sticking with us through thick and thin, the good times and the bad. Mostly bad for you, Jeff. Um, cheers, mate. So say goodbye, Oscar. Timo scores. Let's go. He's not scoring. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye. Oh, who have Peterborough got this week? Uh, Coventry on Friday night. OK, I hope you win. Take care. It's from me. Thanks very much, Nate and Johnny Wervington and Mark Daffin. you're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down.